Oh my god. Hello everyone. Hi guys. Welcome back to If These Ovaries Could Talk. I'm Jamie. You just did like a whole sweaty ball thing. <laughs> Hi and welcome back to If These Ovaries Could Talk. I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. <laughs> That's such a hack joke in the podcasting world, by the way. I know. And we're your hosts. We are. You, you lucky dogs. <laughs> um, we're back for yet another wonderful episode. We are. So Jamie, what, this week... Mm-hmm. Very exciting. October 11th is National Coming Out Day. It is. Oh, God. I didn't actually know that. That's... You didn't know that? <laughs> no. It was on my list, Jamie. You didn't see that on the, on the Google Doc? I didn't open that Google Doc. Oh. Mm. How do I do the list? Well, so do you have any funny coming out stories? <laughs> <laughs> She's from Canada now. I, I didn't have an easy time coming out. Like I, I mean, I didn't come out until I was like early 20s. Mm, me it too. was under some fallacy I was going to date men there for... Probably far too long a time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, you know, I, I made up a whole thing because I had a girlfriend, like I didn't come out until after I had a girlfriend and I was like lying about her name and I made up a whole thing and my, and and then I had to like slow fade out her name and switch it back. I just did not handle it coming out well. Wow. I'm going to tell, you know what, for Patreon, I'm going to tell that extended story, coming out story on Patreon. That's a good idea. And you have oh, a, well, a coming out story. I will give you it in a, a nutshell. A family coming out story. Well, I just came out on Saturday to somebody because um, we have this doorman down the street who we're very friendly with. And I was talking to him. And in a nutshell, he told me I have to be careful with my daughter playing basketball because a lot of those athletes, those girl athletes turn out gay. So you have to be careful. Awesome. And so I had that moment. Like, what do I do? Do I say so? And I did. I said, oh, that's okay because I'm gay. So... <laughs> And then it was awkward, and now it's I don't walk by that doorman anymore because now it's like this awkward thing. I don't know. Anyway. And that story, you're gonna hear the full story also. On That's Patreon. on Patreon. So, so if you check if it you out, support us. Go over to so yeah. I, we come out all the time as gay parents. Slash over his talk. <laughs> We do. That's 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 one of the things you're forced to come out as all a family. the time. So. Oh, well, I'm glad it. I'm glad it's not a big deal now. Now I just drop in like a softball reference really early on, and then just move move through it. I just say, did I mention I have a wife? I have a wife. I-, <laughs> I always go my lady friend because <laughs> I think that's funny. Also, technically, she's not my wife. No, she's not. Poor Mary. I know. I come out bad in most of the stories, Jamie. Most I really of the do time. think. I think we both do. It's okay. I, th- I think. Hmm. As much as we could yammer on here and, we, and drive off listeners, we have to get to our guests. We 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 do because they're fantastic. Seth Radetzky is here with his husband Jay. I'm, and, but I mean, uh, the people might not have heard that because you whispered it. And Seth they might Radetzky have bad and headphones. His husband James Wesley are here. You guys, I'm nerding out over oh. here because musical theater. I met Seth through Royalty. my day job and I told Jamie about it and she like lost her shit. <laughs> and, and and then I started stalking him the way I do it. Like, yeah. You be on my podcast. you. <laughs> and then when we were texting, I was like, oh, I have him. Yeah. So for those of you guys who don't know Seth Radetzky, he... By the way, what's wrong with you? He has two radio shows on Sirius mm-hmm. XM He's on a, Broadway and Seth Speaks. And it's all about Broadway. But also he was like a writer EP on Rosie, mm-hmm. the Rosie O'Donnell show. He's like all over Broadway. Yeah. He just, he's, he's phenomenal yeah. and talented. And, and so is his husband, James Wesley, also in the musical theater world, also an amazing singer. Yes. And they happen to be dads. Parents. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's why they're on our podcast. Not just because we're <laughs> Has fanning. nothing to do with musical theater. And everybody out there is like, why does she always talk about musical theater? We're going to get yeah. to the story. <laughs> All right, let's, we're going to get, bring him in so Jamie can fangirl. All right, here we go. <laughs> bring him in. Hello. Oh my God. Hi, Seth and James. Hi. Why you act like you're walking into the room and seeing yeah. you for the first <laughs> yeah. time? Yes. We've been chatting for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Don't, can you not wreck the mystique? Oh, I mean, sorry, Seth. We, we talk about bringing you in the room. It's like a whole thing. There's we'll a whole in the intro. Thing. You just, now our now listeners are. Knows. Totally. It's like on reality shows when people walk into a house and people say hello. I'm like, you're both Mike. It's not yeah. a surprise. Yeah. Like you had to have known you she was about to walk in. Two hours already. All right. So as you can tell, this episode was probably if we finish a story, it'll be amazing. Exactly. I don't think um, but we are going to try to start where we always do, which is tell us the elevator pitch about your family. But our family. Or your relationship. You could really answer it anyway, any way you we're want. We're loose. Basically, my name is Seth. I was with my boyfriend for a long period of time. And then broke up with him thinking I was going to have like a year to like, you know, be dating around. and stop. Yeah, yeah. Basically uh-huh. like be a hua as my mother calls it oh. from the Bronx. She's a hua. Anyway, um, two syllables. 
<laughs> Point is, I wound up going to a singles game night. I'm obsessed with games. I was like, you know, getting everybody's phone number and I invited James <laughs> on. I said, I work on the Rosie O'Donnell cruise, the Our Family Vacations. And he said, oh, I have a daughter. And I was like, oh my God, you guys should totally come and get your discount. Just sort of like one of the many people I was talking to right. randomly. And then like, he wrote me like a three paragraph email. And I was like, oh my God, it's so polite. And I was like, oh, we should go on a date. And then by the third date, I was like, oh, <laughs> we're getting married. <laughs> I literally knew we were getting married. And I planned a whole year of whorishness. How, but much, I just knew. how much whoring time did you get? Like a month? We met in 2000, uh, December when, 2006? That's right. December 2006, we got married October 15, 2012. Yeah, well, I had lived in New York for, from 98 and, until 2003, and I moved to Texas because in-, in Moved uh, back to Texas. Moved back to Texas, oh. that's where I'm from. Mm. And in 2001, to go back a little bit, I was raising my then six-month-old niece. Oh, oh. And my sister wasn't able to take care of her for a variety of reasons, and- that are not that dissimilar to what many people go through in yeah. families that raise their nieces or their granddaughters or grandsons or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, it wasn't really that you were raising, you're like, oh, I'll help out until you get yourself together. Yeah, you it was, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying so people know it wasn't like you were taking over. You're like, let me just help. That's right. And then 9-11 happened mm-hmm. and things really changed. And I had to, my sister had kind of gotten it together by then and because uh, my sister's daughter. And then 9-11 happened. We had to move out of the, the sublet that we were in and it just, New York wasn't a safe place, so they moved. Uh, my sister and daughter moved to, to to Texas, and I stayed in New York with my then boyfriend. It wasn't Seth, and um, and I know and, it's and not a secret. <laughs> and I and I really I was depressed because of nine eleven, but I was also I now know through a lot of therapy depressed because I wasn't with Julie anymore, no. my niece, because she had been with me for nine months. I mean, she took oh, right. her crawled for the first time to mm. me, took her first steps to me, all of that, and ended up moving back to Texas, as Seth said. And um, I ended up, Julie ended up living with me and my then boyfriend on weekends. And then she began living full-time with us when she was three years, two months old. And but your has, sister and mother were still sort of vaguely raising her. Yeah, they were, they were there, but more Almost part-time. Almost like a, an 80s dad who shows up. Sometimes. Well, I was oh, they there. They were, yeah. That was yeah, were, my yeah. childhood. There you go. And and then I but I always had this this dream of moving back to New York because I'm a, a singer and mm-hmm. actor and and I did a lot of theater in the Dallas area, which was fantastic. They have a great theater scene there. Mm-hmm. But I still wanted to go back to New York. And there's a lot of movies down there too. Yeah, I never got into that. I I had my Broadway dream, you know. Yeah, that yeah was me too. Much, I get yeah, it. I, I see that. you. I feel it. And yet I didn't know who in the hell Seth was. Um, <laughs> you were in that camp. I, I, I just, I didn't know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was an important part of the story to tell. Uh, yeah, 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 you were not impressed. But <sighs> Jamie knew who you were. But when, when but I ended I up adopting Julie when she was five years old. Well, basically, legally. let me just say, your boyfriend said, I, well, because I think it's interesting, your yeah, boyfriend was like, someone has to be the controlling yeah. parent. It was too many people being sort of in charge, handing but not in charge. And, yeah. 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 Well, not uh, even handing her off. It just, no one was able to make the final decision. It was mm-hmm. sort of his sister, sort of his right. mother and sort of him. And his boyfriend was like, it's bad for the kid to not have a And final he was, say. and, and, and Donald uh, was my boyfriend, a new boyfriend at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'd, we'd met doing a show together. You're not supposed to ever date your no, co-star, but I did. Especially, no. I did. Actors. And, uh, but Donald was great because he did give me that advice. He saw, the back and forth mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of Julie living with me, being with seeing her mom on weekends, and I was Uncle James. And you know, she was getting to an age as she got to age five that it was like there can't be that instability. Yeah. And so I basically told my sister, I, I said, look, either I need to adopt her or you're as heartbreaking as it will be to, to me for her not to live with me anymore, mm-hmm. you'll have to be raising her. Because of course, you know, Julie's father had already moved on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Were you had, bluffing, by the way? Would you really have been like, peace out? No, I, I was not bluffing at all. I was mm-hmm. not, because I knew for my own, for my own psychological well-being, I had to draw that line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the first time so in my life. it probably wasn't good for you either. No, it wasn't. Yeah. And you're, and by the way, we're talking about Texas when oh, the Republicans yeah. had taken over the state legislature. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we're talking Post about. Post Richards. 
He was yeah, definitely post Ann Richards. It was post George W. Bush, who was yeah. the by then president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're talking about what's his what's his name? Who's we don't even hear from him anymore. So Rick yeah. Perry was governor, and you know, well, we, please tell the story. Just I'm sorry, he been interrupting. Yeah. When you this went is to the, the longest elevator, no, but I think it's important about why <laughs> this you is a those, cruise this around is, the this world. This is how it goes. Every okay, time good. James. I love it. But All this is right, why it was necessary for you to adopt. Talk about when you visited that senator, that dick. Yeah. So we like to say dick, right? Yeah, he was a dick. So when the Republicans, when the Republicans took over the state assembly mm-hmm. in Texas, they decided, of course, that they should have a law that if you're gay, that you shouldn't adopt or right. be a foster parent. And so we went, we made an appointment with my mom's state senator, me. His mom is a big liberal and a yeah, loud mouth. And me and Julie, who was only a couple years old at the time, and my then partner, um, and we all went and lobbied. You know, there was like a lot, a lot of people lobbying that were in the LGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, community there who were parents or uncles, aunts, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we had the appointment, very calm. I was able to keep my cool. And and I just asked the guy point blank. With Julie sitting on your lap. Yeah, yes. uh, yeah. For visual effects. And, 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 I just said, <laughs> and I just said, so you're saying that if something, God forbid, happens to my mom, because my mom at that point was Julie's legal guardian. Mm-hmm. I said, you're, you're telling me that if something, God forbid, happens to my mom, that Julie, my niece, should go live with a complete stranger other than me just because I'm gay. Right. Yeah. And he said, yes, <gasps> and now you need to leave my office or I'm going to call security. Stop. And I kept my cool, kept my cool, walked out of the office into the outer office, and I started screaming, all of you work for a, I didn't curse, all of you work for a bigot. You know, wow. and it just like was, and it was later written up in like the local paper that there was, you know, someone, a, belligerent a, a gay, gay man, <laughs> a gay, a gay uncle who was like <laughs> escorted out oh, of the I didn't the know office. that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. You can find it online. Claim to fame right there. Did you there? ever consider because of that? Like lying and adopting as in pretending you were a straight dude? No, I didn't want to do that. And so when it came time, I purposely found a a lawyer who was gay friendly. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we're talking about... 2003, 2004 in Texas. We're talking about like, you know, really, there weren't that many gay parents. Across the country, completely different time, but Texas, yes, even. And, And if you're a man, Oh, forget oh. about it. If you're a right. man, real, you know. It, I just got very about that. Forget about it. I don't know where that came yeah. from. <laughs> it's true. What happened there? Sorry. So, um, I mean, we're talking about, you know, being, yeah. forget about the gay part for a second, yeah. going to the playground and being the a only man. Even if you had been a single there. man adopted, they would point. have been like, what are you trying to do with right. that? Exactly. Right. And so got a gay-friendly lawyer who worked really hard to get a gay-friendly judge. Oh, that's and you know, but I I was never there was no way I was going to go in the closet. I didn't come out until my mid twenties. I was like, there's no way. I worked too hard, Mm -hmm. too hard to go back. Also, you have a little girl now looking up to you, and she knows you're gay. So how can how can you go in the closet at that point? Just for modeling pride to your daughter, (laughs) right? Right, Yeah, yeah. or honesty, sure, honesty. (laughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) But still, yeah, absolutely. And, And so the adoption happened. We were doing a show together, actually, Children of Eden, Stephen Schwartz's mm-hmm. Children of Eden. Mm-hmm. I played Noah and Adam, and Julie was a squirrel. I love and, uh, that. And we did the adoption during the run of the show. And so it was really, I'm getting Aww. emotional, but we did our, it was like December 30th, I think, 2005. Yeah. And we did the little curtain call, you know, one of, I don't know how many shows we did, maybe 40. And I carried her, and Aww. someone made the announcement. I think it was God. The guy who played God. <laughs> the character <laughs> said, of God. <laughs> right? Not the voice yeah. of God, but actual, <laughs> actual God. God. Yeah, it's God. Said that, you know, that James and, and Julie officially legally became, you know, father and daughter today. Oh, lost in the world. Yeah, wilderness. Yeah. There and then I go. met him. That, and then you I guys met want him, me to sing that? She was I will. six. <laughs> She just turned six when I met her. So so she was yeah. five when she was adopted, moved to New York that September, and then I met them that December. I met Julie because she cut my hair. Aww. Yeah, Julie now, by the way, is, now she actually just turned 19 yeah. uh, two days ago. But yeah, she cut your hair. She's she, going to uh, beauty school now. Yeah, and of course, since we have this podcast, I was like, Asking her about her dad's the whole time and what's it been like and what's oh, the no. t- oh but no she's being your face. Listen, I wouldn't I wouldn't bring this up if it was bad. Obviously, well maybe you I would. Maybe child no. She services. speaks about you guys with so much love. Really, uh, that's very sweet. Actually, a lot of 
her teachers and yeah. everyone that the adults in her life always say she really talks about you guys really lovingly. Actually, that is sweet. She and does, is and she's proud of you guys. It's it's really it was sweet. I I cried. Aww. I had I shed a tear. I didn't let her see though. But That's sweet, <laughs> yeah. she saw, and she has good hair. So well, okay, so. Yeah. So you get together, you didn't want kids, he's got a kid. How right. did that all go? Mm-hmm. It was Yeah, therapy. I mean, like, right out of the gate. It was it was the <laughs> biggest adjustment for me was just not being in charge of my time anymore. It was weird. It was like right. I never my life was at night and to be like, oh, we mm. can't leave the house. Oh. I remember even once, yeah. like I thought I had like a canker story. I wanted like, you know, uh, whatever. Canker. I want yeah, like um, yeah, just Amber to put on it. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, wait, I can't, can't like go. run out because he wasn't home. I was like, I can't oh. run to the drugstore for like 10 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. I Because you went from was, like zero to 60. Yeah. And by the way, it's a little kid. It's not even like yeah. a 10 year old. Like That's she was just five. That's usually was, what goes through my six, mind. Yeah. She was she six. just turned right, six. She just turned six. That's yeah. where I'm at right now. My daughter's almost six. That's usually what goes through my mind right after bedtime. And I realize I don't have wine. In the house, <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, Drizzly delivers right Kanka. to your door. Drizzly, please get We're in touch with us to about sponsors. Delivery people into our building. We have to meet Why? them at the door. Oh, oh so you can't even leave the apartment. You just for that. run. It's booze. It's you important. can have her pick up the wine, I guess, and watch her on the monitor. The, my daughter. <laughs> yeah, I could. So do that'll that. solve both problems. I could do that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the biggest adjustment was Lily not being able to go out, and I like not being able to like have friends over to watch movies because it could wake her up, and just all this sort of like oh my, like something I never ever dealt with. And yet I would say easily the first month of us being together, Seth was walking her to school. Wow. Whenever. I mean, we weren't After together. After the first month you're saying. Yeah. 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 Within the first month. Yeah. I mean, I, don't you think? I, yeah. I which is like, weird because I'm not a morning person, but not a morning <laughs> I just adjusted. Me either. I just became, I mean, I just kind of had to become one. And yeah. And I, it's not I like know. we were together every night, but I would say for the most part, Julie and I were in that apartment on the Upper East Side for maybe what six, seven months after I met you, and we rarely spent the night over at your place because Julie had her own mm-hmm. bedroom. Uh-huh. And I would say maybe a couple of what a couple of times a week you would spend the night, uh-huh. and you were always walking with us to school. Sometimes you'd give me a break, and just the two of you'd walk to and school. And she would go willingly. Willingly. Well, yeah, and then once, and then maybe like a year and a half later when we moved in, like I, I was always, in, I was in charge of taking her to school every morning. So that That's did a big totally job. change. Yeah, but I actually enjoyed it. Especially, they really I mean, enjoyed it. It was a bonding be, time for them, I think. And it was also- They're the happiest at that in the morning, point yeah. in the day. That's what, when my daughter is the most talkative and, and she's actually happy and not really, well, not because she I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true because I think she's a tired ass in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's really true. I think being picked up from I school is also kind of fun. The Mr. Softy oh, time is the time when my kids are the happiest. Oh, after school? Mr. Softy, whenever that is. Oh, okay. If it's, you know- if it's preschool. Sometimes it's <clears throat> nine in the morning. Well, what's <laughs> horrible is that, actually, she wasn't happy because she was actually, really, now that I remember, it was really hard to get her to school. And we used to do this thing where we'd say, oh, if you go to school on time, four days a week, we'll get you a donut on Friday. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, yeah. is horrifically passive aggressive because then we found out that so, the reason she had severe, severe eczema every single day is because she was allergic to gluten, but we didn't oh, know no. it. So we were actually slowly, slowly poisoning her. <laughs> <laughs> with our amazing go to school on time and then you'll get what you're allergic to at the end I, of the week. I do the donut bribe. Yeah, we suck. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. I mean, as long as you know it, and that's all that matters. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're walking her to school. Yeah. You guys are, it's, you're going to get married. It's a given. Like, you know this. Well, this was also, by the way, before marriage equality. So right. I knew we were going to go to, quote unquote, going to get married, but I don't know what that meant because right. it wasn't even a possibility. I just knew we'd be together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think what sealed the deal was, Seth's, as Seth said, on that first uh, by the way, going back to that game night, that's when I learned that he was the entertainment director. Was that your quote unquote title, Seth, with the Rosie? Cruz? No, I, was I don't even know what. But I did a lot of the Rosie. I did a lot of the performances. The music director. Yeah, music director. Mm-hmm. Music director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I learned that, it was like the, like I knew about. I, I loved the Rosie O'Donnell show for like the first year before I moved to New York. From I had lived in LA for nine years, and then I didn't watch it anymore. Little did I know that Seth was a writer on it. Yeah, you know, I'd later find out. Little did I know that. He wrote the opening number to the Tony Awards in 1998, which was the Tony Awards I watched and thought, oh my gosh, that's me. The month before I moved to New York had been written by Seth that features, you know, uh, you go out of the pony, Betty Buckley and and Jennifer Jennifer Holiday. Holiday. What do you mean? That's me. 
I mean, in other words, what really inspired me of like, oh my, I'd already was decided to number. move to New York was that and then watching that Tony Awards right. knowing like the beginning of June, knowing I was going to move to New York uh. in three weeks. And that opening number to the Tony Awards in 1998 was so amazing. It was amazing. But little did I know that Seth had written it. And so he, in so a way, funny. had inspired me before I had even moved uh. to New York, which was like eight years before we had even met. You but, know? What, but what were you saying sealed the anyway, deal? Anyway, so what sealed the deal was that we, there was a Rosie Cruz. Oh, I see. And that was coming up in mid-February 2007, mm-hmm. which was about six, seven weeks after we met or after, because our, our first date was the following week. And we got two connecting cabins. Uh-huh. You know, oh, one you that did. was One that was for me and Julie, one that was for Seth. Uh-huh. And let's just say from there on, it was... Julie had her own bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know? Because <laughs> he, right he was in his core period. It's when, but it's when I really, I got to know, here's, here's, Yes, all that's true. But secondly, it was when I really fell in love with Seth. I mean, I already we had already said I think I love you at that point. But it was the time that we like really lesbians how quick this happened. We really spent weird, the time though. together. Really, we felt so knew. connected. Yeah, yeah, we really felt connected and we really spent a lot of time together on that trip and I got to meet some of his closest friends. And my mom. Because and and his mom and it was just like everything just kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. And everyone was so lovely to Julie and you know the Rosie Cruises really were kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. Judy the, Gold talked about the Rosie yeah. Cruises. Yeah, we did them we all together. To, that's yeah. a change. I said I missed that. They were I great. Know, me yeah. too. But that's changed Julie because when Julie was first with James, he was Uncle James and he wouldn't let her call him anything else. He said until it was official adoption. He didn't want to get his hopes up. So then when she was finally adopted, she called you Poppy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And she right. always called him Poppy when I knew him. And then it wasn't until she went on the Rosie Cruise and she saw other kids with gay parents that she, I guess, realized she was allowed, I guess, to call you daddy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you remember that. That's more when it than changed. I, I always remember Poppy because she had that accent, right, Poppy. Right. <laughs> and then after the Rosie Cruise, it became Daddy. She never called you Poppy after that. I think oh. it's because she saw other kids. She never she seen other kids. It, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. she modeled yeah. it. Yeah, it's so important. What did she call you? Guess what? She calls him Daddy. What do you think she calls me? <laughs> Seth. Daddy. Daddy. Oh, which is oh. fun. Yeah. yeah. Daddy. What? No, daddy. No, yeah. Literally. We go, can't you <laughs> say day. daddy Seth? Can't you say daddy? Can't you say poppy? No, daddy. Literally. And then once in a while, Seth. But it's usually <laughs> just always daddy and not you, daddy. That's my not daughter does daddy. that. We started out mommy and mama. And now it's mom. Mom. She's fine. Oh, just mom. one syllable. What what do, what, do, what do you want? No, not you, other mom. It's not fun. It's not fun. No. Because it's said with attitude too, like oh. I'm supposed to know. Yeah. Well, it's better than I guess older daddy. <laughs> now that I think about it. Which he always likes to or make me know that daddy. I'm, I'm a, two and a half years older than him, or as he always likes to say, a quarter of a decade. So I'm glad. I mean. That's I mean. <laughs> yeah, rude. Um, so we talked, we've talked a lot about like bio-parent versus non-bio-parent. Mm-hmm. And you're in a unique situation that you're both, Non-bio parents, like how did that? But he's bio uncle. But he's yeah, yeah. So you are related, and you've raised her since. Yeah, I'm just curious how any of that shook out for either of you, or like, did you just fall naturally? I don't know because I never had a bio kid. I mean, I'm sure no matter what, there would have been if I had a bio kid. There are other elements that you connect with. Cause you're like, oh my God, like that's so me or that looks like me. Although Julie always says people say that she looks like both of us, which is mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> but I've never had a bio kid, so I don't know. But I know the way I felt raising her, but I can't say if I felt, if I, I don't know. I don't but know what you it's don't like have any, kid. you don't have any issues around it. Like you don't have feelings like, oh, if she was my bio kid, it would be different. No, it's supposed to someone else to be like, oh, why did I get involved with this in the first place? You know, <laughs> but say, every yeah. parent feels that way. Like, but why yes. did I have sex that one night? <laughs> Whatever yeah. it is. So yeah, of course I feel that, but um, I think that's just normal. I guess this is what was hard for me is that Julie definitely was a hard kid. She was a difficult, difficult child. And I guess it was always this thing of like, I felt guilty because I'm like, well, this is really difficult and not that much fun a lot of the time. Right. And then it was sort of like, why can't you just love being a parent? I'm like, but this is a harder child than most, you know? And then like, it was <laughs> just, it was- slippery slope. Yeah, it was really- get in there. It was hard. The yeah. Well, I think that with bio parents, that's the issue that they don't have to deal with is now people, kids that are adopted, like there's a whole- realization in with pediatricians and with therapists that when if you're adopted there's trauma involved yes because mm-hmm. there is a quote unquote there has been a quote unquote rejection of the child by their biological parents it does not matter at all that it was the best thing that could have happened mm-hmm. that their life would have been 
quote unquote worse if they had stayed with the biological parents. But the reality is, for all good intentions, it's traumatic. Mm-hmm. And, and every- he didn't. James did not accept that at first, and well, not I in a bad know. way. I mean, there wasn't yeah. like I had no idea. I thought I thought what I think most adoptive parents thought ten years ago, which is you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And so, and she's got this amazing life. How could yeah. she miss? This other life, which would be such a nightmare, because at one point a teacher said to James, oh, I think she misses her mom. And he was like, he saw it as homophobic, which I understand. But the reality is just because she has gay parents doesn't mean that she doesn't miss her mom. Yeah. And I don't know if that, I still don't know if that was necessarily it, because Mm -hmm. the reality is my mom, uh, her grandmother raised Julie much more than my sister did. Mm -hmm. And the reality is I'm sure Julie missed my mom greatly at that time. But right. a mom figure. It doesn't have to be her as a person. Gotcha. Well, but I don't even know she space. missed it, but I, but I don't want to get into that know. like a female figure. But I would say she missed no, the I other relatives. No, I mean the idea of a mom. Or just the relatives that raised her besides well, James. She, had, moved a to unique, New York. she yeah. had a unique situation too because yeah. she knew them before exactly. that. she yes. was with them. It's not like your your adopted child that comes as a newborn right. and Absolutely. never knew the birth parents. Right. So it's unique. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's even more. Because I think even when you take them as a newborn, it still is psychologically traumatizing. When they, they learn they that truth. Right. right. But you're right. There's so you're right. more this clear cut. It's a whole... They're, uh, very deep layer to right. it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's different. It's she definitely had different. trauma and she definitely acted out. And it was like, it was hard because I didn't want to, you know, it's hard for me to be like, that child's a nightmare, you know, like, yeah. but, <laughs> you know, but it was a reality because I had nieces and I was like, my nieces don't act like this. Mm-hmm. And then it was yeah. always like, am I like a bad person for feeling this way? But- And then I think for me, I felt guilty of like, oh, did I do the right thing? Should she mm-hmm. have been raised by her biological Because mom she's instead? struggling. You're she's struggling. Str- right. Did I do something right. wrong? You know, it becomes- this guilt ball yes. that just yes. keeps rolling and getting bigger and bigger because you you're because you're living it so you can't see the big picture. Yeah, you know. Right and now we can. And now by we the way, sort of can. the added trauma. I was say, are you open about this now? You all talk about this? Yes, but I mean, the, oh, yeah. also thinking back, the added trauma is she had really bad eczema, like we were saying with the gluten yeah. allergy, but really bad and asthma, and she was dyslexic, mm. so she wasn't able to read, and you know was not acknowledging it. So she's going through this daily trauma in school of right. feeling oh. incredibly stupid, isolated. You know, so, yeah. Yes, so and exactly. and lying all the time. But that's what dyslexics do is they yeah. lie. Yeah. So there was all that. So the but there's no out, way to know. What was what? Right, why know? she was what acting out. Exactly. What was the combination? Was it more one or the other? But she was still acting out, and James definitely didn't, I feel, want to admit that she was acting out more than other kids. And then I felt like a crazy person going, like, don't you understand? Like, this tantrum's not normal. I don't know what my point was, but I was just frustrated because I was like, it's weird that she keeps having tantrums. Well, I have the hero complex, you know, that I can right. be the one who saves everyone and everything. Well, and so. you're a parent, we're parents, so we, you know, it's it's hard to admit. But also we see it happening and it's heartbreaking, yeah. and, but you want to fix it and you think you can fix it because you're the parent and, you know, it's this constant, what, what was the word I'm looking for? Cycle. Like a cycle. It's a cycle right. of cycle. guilt. And, but, you know, we, I don't think we ever really fully acted out, either of us, you know, in terms of like, you know, saying you're a nightmare child. Like, you know, we'd have fights and stuff, but but I think what- I think sometimes I said a nightmare child. But whatever. End, <laughs> but I mean, like, <laughs> she said the same thing to us. Right. But I think exactly. the best thing about me and James is that we, I don't think we ever both were at the same level of- devastation or fury. Like always one person was like, I've had it. Like, no, yeah, I'm it's sort back. Of always yeah, weirdly sort of has worked out that way. Yeah. yeah. Just but yeah. naturally, not with any intention well, of like, okay, you know, you take I'll over. It, it was really just kind of naturally. Like, no, it was just yesterday. Right we were on a conference this. call and he was having like a fit. And I was like, it's so not a big deal. <laughs> right. Our couples lady, our couples counselor said that that's a natural thing in couples that happens because there's uh, a sense that there's not room for you both to be freaking it's out. A survival. Yeah. Like there's just not the emotional space. And you know, cause otherwise the goes down. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I just. It's a I, good think, couple. I, I think. I mean, I believe sense, that, so. but I just know that doesn't always happen. When people <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes we've both been off the rails, but usually one of us can always. That's why it. I said ninety-five percent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I have to also say that with this non-bio versus bio thing, yeah. and like the guilt you have over the the kid who's not relating to you, and feeling like, oh my gosh, this one's a nightmare child, and then I feel guilty that I'm saying that. Right. Robin always makes me feel better because she had both of their kids. I had 
had one, my wife had one. Mm. So we're both non-bio plus bio mm. parent. Mm. And I have guilt. I have the same kind of guilt that you do, Seth, over like how, sometimes the one how that I, she didn't have. The one right. that I didn't have. And, and she can be difficult at times. But Robin always makes me feel better because she has a similar situation. But I had them both. She had right. them both. Uh. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's that is all a reality. Reality. literally on the subway this morning, like crouching down in his face going like this. I don't understand why you do this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're just being mean to her <laughs> and I don't get it. Yeah. And my, like my neck is kind of yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, and there was yeah. like, and I saw this lady like, yeah. like just Larry. trying not to watch at me. But oh, watch I mean, that's, God. I think the and biggest. And I was whisper yelling. <laughs> I think the biggest lesson for all parents is that you could be a good parent, but your kid really is your kid. So all you can mm-hmm. do is kind of be the best while your yes. kid is your kid. I think there's this myth that if you parent children the right way, they will turn out a certain way. Right. Right. And that's, not true. It's not true. All you can do is really not act out yourself. That's right. the only thing you can do. And that's and not really hard sometimes. Oh, boy, is that hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I just, I try to- I acted out on I, the street the like, other day. And then you have to go, you don't understand, she's normally yeah. a nightmare. Like, you know, like, <laughs> right. like wait, I sound yes. worse? Mind your business. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Mind your business. None of your business. Oh, right. man. Right. Yeah, I lashed out hard. It was bad. It's hard. I have. I definitely have guilt about, yeah. you know, being frustrated with her and things I've said. I definitely, you know, I always remember those moments. And then I always go like, well, then don't say anymore because you know you're always going to remember the horrible thing you said. So control yourself. Right. And that that right. is really I mean, what I'm working but on. But we're human yeah. beings. So, you know, you're going to have a breakdown. It just I matters. Know. Do you clean it up? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I, I would clean say it up we with my kids. Do. Yeah, I would, I would say, say we always clean it up. We're really good at that. I always apologize. If I if yeah. I got out of yeah. line, I make a point of apologizing Absolutely. to her so that she sees it modeled. Absolutely. Right. And I've taught James to wake her up too because he'll be like, oh, she's sleeping already. And I was like, she should not go to sleep with these right. bad feelings. So right. we'll wake her up and like we'll tell her that we're sorry for what we did, whatever it is. But I always think it's bad to have a whole night of being devastated over your parents. Oh God, I know. I There's so much guilt. Oh my God. And yeah. did, how, did she have any issues with the gay thing with the two dads? No. Like- no, no it was a complete non-issue. That's great. She's yeah. like an advocate. Well, when I was talking with her, she's like all about she gay actually is. And a, gay she's very much an advocate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's what you know. So funny. I just saw someone today hashtag gay dads, and it actually irritated me. I was like, <laughs> what is your point? I mean, like, I I don't know. I don't. Know. I can understand why it's a point for people that think gays shouldn't be fathers, but mm. I always find it. I don't know. I find it irritating when people do it for some reason. I don't know why well, it triggers me. if they're an me. Instagram couple, then that's yeah. one thing. I feel it's like, look, we're really handsome guys that have yeah. children. Yeah. yeah. It's like, shut uh, up. Like, uh, And I just always feel there's an assumption behind it. Like, we do our daughter's hair. Like, it's right. it's like, I just call it, we're just fathers. Like, right. I don't think I'm any different because I'm a gay father. Like, I'm not, don't know anything about fashion. I, I, I just think I'm a father. And it really makes me angry when there's this difference between gay fathers and regular fathers. It hmm. completely enrages me. I think mm. with Julie, to go back to the, about who she is and how she feels. I purposely, when she came and lived with me at the time, she was three, three years, three months old in Dallas. Yeah. In Dallas. And she went, uh, enrolled her in a Montessori school, which by the way, I did not have money for my mom helped, you know, I had a job. I had a good paying job, but it's like that shit's expensive. Yeah. You know, so why did you enroll in that instead of public school? Because, or or just any other daycare, because Montessori schools tend to be on the more liberal side. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and it was great because I mean, I would I was doing shows at night. Right. And so it's like I would drop her off, I'd pick her up. I had a friend, you know, come and and watch her. And when she could be in the show, like she was Children of Eden, <laughs> she was. So she grew up with theater right. people. Mm-hmm. So and then she went to a liberal preschool, basically mm-hmm. in kindergarten to you know not that she would have been anti-gay otherwise but i made i kind of set it up especially because we were in texas and you know what i didn't like yeah, I just you gotta put her to around the side. right people that's right mm-hmm. i mean that it's interesting i'm sure it would have been a lot harder for her in texas it would have been, there would have been a lot stayed. Of, yeah. yeah exactly i mean there was a couple of little moments in elementary school where remember one parent no remind me one girl in ps87 her parents like made comments about Julie having gay dads. I mean, was, I do vaguely remember yeah, so, that. Yes, I mean, right. it happened once in a blue moon in the liberal Upper West Side, but it would have mm-hmm. happened all that. She would have had to really stand her ground in yeah. Texas. Thank God that you moved her up here. Right. That's yeah. the horrible burden to have. And I never felt you ever had that And the burden. gay parents that I knew, because of the director of Wild Party, actually, he and his partner, yeah, in Dallas, had a child, and they made sure they enrolled their child in, in a private school. Ugh. I don't know how it is now, because hmm. there are a lot more, you know, gay and lesbian parents, but back then, it's like in the early mid 2000s you had to kind of be careful where you enrolled your kid yeah i feel like that's still the case oh it is but it was i mean the the leaps and bounds we've come since 2002 
to hear. Oh, well, just, just the whole marriage equality. I'm saying right. like when we yeah. get together, I never thought we'd get married. Right. But I still see things like, actually, well, the big, I mean, I'll drop the bomb now, but we'll talk about it later, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually legally adopting Julie now. I was just, my next yeah. question was, have you done second parent adoption? No, because I'm just the stepfather. And then we sort of, you know, very, we're so bad about scheduling things. And finally, we're like, let's just get it over with. But I'll talk more about it, but the point I wanted to bring up is that one of the lawyers that sent me a form to fill out, it was like, mother, father. And I was like, are, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, you yeah kidding I was like, me? in this day in New York age, State, yeah. it made me furious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it is still like, it is still a big deal to people. And, like and we actually, it probably would have already been done. And we literally owe an email or a phone call to our lawyer because yeah. we're Julie and Seth, because this is really about Julie and Seth at this point. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. You know what I mean? This is their decision. Of course, I support it, but it's really between the two of them. She's an adult now. She's 19. Right, because yeah. now she's 19. I didn't know you could do it at 19. And that's the other that's thing. That's what we're going to talk okay. about. We're going to talk oh. about that. A lot of um, but regarding Julie and, and adoption is that they're like wanting a home inspection. Mm -hmm. They're going to, yeah. like all these different things. And like They wanted mother's permission. It's like her mother they, is no longer legally involved. Yeah, yeah. she's not She's not on the birth certificate. Yeah, yeah, and but Julie, Julie was, was talking Julie about being an advocate. She was furious. I'm surprised they're not doing it as a second parent adoption since you already have parental rights. That's and then well, the mother would have to do it. I keep arguing with the lawyer about it. I keep saying this seems completely anti-gay. Why are they acting like it's some weird I still keep wanting to just put my foot down about it. Well, that, well with second parent yeah. adoption, they do still require the homes the, the home, home inspection. Right. Yeah, they well, do. The home study is part of adoption. Sure. I know period. it's crazy. Well, Seth, we, we, we all had to do it. Her? We all yeah. had to do it too. Okay, well there you go. So then maybe that makes Mary had so I had the babies. Mary had to do second parent adoption to be their parent to get parental rights. And we had to do a home study. We each had to fill out the 25 years of where you live. Oh, yeah. well, that's yeah. that's yes. all part What's of it. That? Well, Wait, that actually makes we, me feel better. That makes me feel better because I kept thinking it was completely home. Yeah. No, no, no. We, had, we, no, all we actually had a social worker come in who does home visits come in and talk to us. And and she wow. she made us feel a lot better about these home visits. She said it's really just a formality. We're but not why really, is it a formality? So that's it, my question. Yeah, I, don't I still know. think it's not acknowledging gay relationships. But listen, right. though, this is in New York. That We're, it was, listen, why? But, there's, but what so they're saying still is that needs it's still- to be moved. This needle yeah. needs to be moved. They're saying it's still homophobic, but it's not just our county is but what then, But then do you want to put off- No, no, no I, I mean? won't put like, off anymore. I think, well, I think now we got to do it. Yeah, now- Guess what? We're doing tomorrow. We have a lady for you. Well, no, we oh, have it. We've, we've done it all. Oh, you did the home, oh, the home no, we study. Haven't done no, we have a person yet. for you. Okay, okay good. We'll get, although we're not in New York City, you know, we live upstate. Thank um, you. It's not that far. Okay, so about the older adoption, and this is what we really want to talk about. So we got involved with this organization. At one point, we were thinking of fostering. And then we found out that this horrific woman named Gladys Carrion, who ran ACS, American, American Administration, Administration for, for Children's Services, Services, cut funding to the organization that was helping us foster and to this other organization, you guys Helping believe. gays foster? Oh, no, the organization Just, that was helping yeah. you guys And we're like, gotcha. why are they cutting funding? And we looked into We found out that you got to believe this other organization that had almost all their funding cut is to help foster kids. So let me go back for a second. Foster children, basically, when they hit a certain age, usually 18, they age out of the system, mm -hmm. meaning that peace out, like literally peace out, like yeah. no money, Good luck. Find a nothing. House. Yeah, really. 50% of them become what? Homeless yes. or in prison. Because sure. Can you, I mean, think about, we what were talking about this, think do? about when you're, when you're in college, how many times do you call your parents to be like, either let me money or just to be like, should I take this course or not? Right. Yeah. The, which can I come home on Thanksgiving? They have nothing. So you got to believe, believes that nobody ages out and their goal is to help older foster kids find families, whether to adopt or not, but just to find families. Because mm. going back even further, once a foster kid hits eight years old, they're considered quote unquote special needs because they're so difficult to find families because mm. most people think, oh my God, an eight-year-old without parents, they're what a broken, nightmare. I don't want them. Yeah, yeah. they must have yeah. like been horrible. But, but what the real answer is, is that um, the courts try as hard as they can to keep parents with their children. And once they're finally- biological, biological. And once it's finally like, oh my God, these biological parents cannot raise these children, nor can any other relative. They finally go, okay, the child is um, liberated. Whatever that word is, um, you know, when emancipated. you're- Emancipated. emancipated. Right. So it takes years. So it's not like this child is- a problem. It's more the courts have waited and waited and waited. Right. So then the kid gets older, and, but adoptive parents are like, we want a puppy. We want a little baby. We can right. form. We don't want right. anybody eight years old. So the kids go from foster home to foster home, age out, nothing. So you got to believe helps these kids find families. And also, by the way, officially get adopted. Some don't, but we know kids literally 32 years old uh -huh. adopted by people. And it sounds like what the hell is a 32-year-old? But it really does mean something. Because everybody needs a family. Everybody exactly. wants to belong. I yeah. never thought about that. So Julie's always <sighs> been like, you know, 
oh, you know, I'm her stepfather. I'm here because I'm, you know, with James. And of course I love her, but I still am here because of James. And it will definitely, I think, affect her to be like, no, I'm literally legally adopting you. Like you are my daughter instead mm-hmm. of like, yeah. oh, you know, you're my daughter because I'm dating married James or James. whatever. Now I'm married to James. Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of the kids, I mean, especially because, so what, to going back to horrific Gladys Carrion, who by the Gladys. way, was forced out of her job. We begged Mary de Blasio. We wrote letters. We said, you have to get rid of this horrible woman. We got to get him and tell all these people to, to sign, sign a petition. Petition, didn't get any anyone. We said, okay, well, we've got to do what we can, which is what we normally do. Well, now we normally do it. <laughs> that was our first one, really. Our first one. Where we got our friends together and we put on a show. A giant concert on Broadway, and we raised all this money to keep and it them was funded. The first, it was for it was the first foster care benefit ever to be done on Broadway. We literally could not get the janitor from the mayor's office to come. Wow. We literally well, couldn't get one person too. or ACS. Nobody would come support it. They you did gotta not be kidding come. me. No, and we had literally Tina Fey. We had like the top talent. Nobody would show up and we're raising money for just for, an organization that helps foster Non-profit, non-profit company, I mean, a non-profit organization. What By is the way, that about? And you got to believe is the only organization in New York City that exclusively works with helping older kids find forever wow. homes. You guys the hear that? One. Go put some money in you got to believe. Yeah, you got to believe.org. So we started this, we started doing these benefits where you got to believe every every single year. Every year. And so we've just said, what, what year was that, Seth? 14? That's we've done like you five of did? them. No, that oh, was so that now, was for now you just that was for immigration. You, you got to believe when it's coming benefits. out. <laughs> no, we gotta. You gotta raise people money, and we yeah. do it the best with doing benefits. But you gotta believe it's a great oh organization, God. and they they're the only ones that help older foster kids find families. But we've met a lot of we've met a lot of people. By the way, Gladys Carrion was finally fired after like numerous children died. So finally, huh? it took that long for them to go. Oh, it turns out she isn't qualified. And the guy to, who's in charge now is amazing. Gay, we love him, and oh, he really is listening. The different foster care organizations and. New York feel like they're being heard, um, and and we and we love him. He's fantastic. But to go back to the whole gay lesbian thing mm-hmm. is a lot of the kids Listen to this, it's are 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 Adopted. from the LGBTQ uh, community that are basically. I've met kids, and so is Seth, that were, are adopted. Were adopted, come out at around, come out, you know, then, when they become a teenager, uh, and then they're rejected. Quote, quote, again. Given back, we oh, have we have heard that we even though legally that. adopted, but yeah. you can't give back your child. The whole thing when I adopted. Julie, is that you actually, I have to swear before the court, you know, I'm about to cry, that I cannot give her back. This is forever. And yet these kids, someone did the same thing, and yet they broke that promise that they made to a court. (gasps) And these kids go into foster care. And then they go into foster care again. The number of kids that we've met who are gay and lesbian that have been in 18, 20 foster care homes who are rejected because they were too old and because they were gay is like mine. And, yeah. and that's why You Gotta Believe or, says it's not necessarily to find parents yeah. to adopt because a lot of these kids don't want to be adopted, quote unquote, because they've been rejected they've been so many times. Yeah, they're they've like, been burned. they just exactly. don't, they don't want to ever say they're they want broken. to be adopted. So they they're just, just say they want to find a family. And sometimes oh. they'll get adopted, sometimes they won't. But I will, that's heartbreaking. Yes, exactly. Oh, but we, 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 love the organization and, yes, and you know uh, you gotta believe it's in New York and I know so you have listeners all over there are places if you are living I'm gonna tell your listeners now yeah. if you're listening anywhere in the country you gotta believe is so amazing if you don't know who in your community you can go to go to you gotta believe and they'll, and they'll and say I'm living in Boulder Springs or Colorado Springs Colorado yeah. and, and I need a place and they will tell they will find you they will, fi- they will but, find so yeah. you were gonna foster and then you're not you didn't foster basically so. right when we were gonna foster is when teenagehood happened and and oh, well, not just yeah. that, but but really, we were actually we had done the home study, we had done everything for a, for a foster kid, and what Seth said, Gladys well, Carrion <laughs> had pulled the funding, and we all of a sudden the organization they were like, oh, the city of New York, they'll be calling you. By the way, they never called us. We had all these parents what? who had gone through training yeah. and had been gone through did the all twenty five years of past yeah. year, like where yeah. you lived in criminal. We had gone, we had done all of that, and then they just dropped. Us and other families. So that is what and happened. Then, and, then, and then teenage And then teenage would happen. And, and other like, projects happened. We were focusing all of our energy on dealing with Julia. Well, point. what year was that? That was 2015. Yeah, exactly. Which is right. when she turned 15. She was I can tell you all the things 15. that happened. No, you don't not, need to say all that. We yeah. don't need because Julia is doing much, much better now. <laughs> it was much better, but it was like it was basically a full-time job. It was really, it was much worse than teenagehood. It was really, really terrible. Well, and and, and I'll out her on this just because it's not anything new. Vaping is horrific. Uh. And and that's, and she is one of millions of teenagers who have gotten hooked thanks to the, to, you know. Yeah, to the jewel. To, to the jewel. 
Um, and and, like, and, and they're sweet flavors. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Dolce de leche. Yeah, and I'd love for us to up. be part of a civil action lawsuit yeah. and be part of it. She so got completely hooked and addicted and, many and would do friends. anything for it, which includes, by the way, really? I mean, trying to get the money for it, which was wow. not in the most, you know, safest of ways. Vaping. She's in a much better place now. Yeah, so no, she's a million times better. Well, but so those- you can get addicted to anything. Yeah, you know, and her friends were all. I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's a complete epidemic. It's an, it's an epidemic in every single high school. Right. That's wow. in this country. I do not want my kids to go to high school. That's scary. High school is really scary. bad, and also, of course, social media. And we're the first uh, generation yeah. of parents right. to really deal with social media, and we're so we so didn't know about hidden websites. I mean, we literally we, got oh, yeah. ridiculed. Yeah. By other parents Ju- in eighth grade when Julie was in eighth grade, she like at a PK meeting, account. because we had her passwords. Oh my God, you oh. guys are so overprotective. Oh, yeah. oh, my kids know they Good know that you. from now until forever, until they're out of the house. I have their passwords. Period. Yes. The problem yeah. is there are so many trickster style ways yes. that they go around. My, so you do have their passwords, but there's other stuff you don't know about. No, yeah. my wife works in a high school, and oh, so they she knows. all these children have these secret private. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Accounts. And they have their oh, yeah. they have their they fake have ones. All the only thing I will say, and they just come up. Yeah, new ways. Exactly. Every, the one thing I'll say, which may be true in a study was done, is that doing all these like inappropriate nude shots, oh. even though it can get you kicked uh. out of school, blah, 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 it may actually prevent, though, having sex too early because you're getting sort of their sexuality out that way instead of maybe. <laughs> so, in one sense, it kind of pays off because you don't have to maybe worry as much about pregnancy, but in other ways, oh. it's called a screenshot and then it's and it lasts spread around everywhere. the screen. And it lasts forever. forever. Everywhere. So, they apply for college, for yeah. a job. Oh, it's yeah. terrific. Yeah. And we're the first generation to do right. it because yeah. so you Snapchat no didn't warnings. exist before right. Julie was like 12 years right. old. Well, at I least mean, now there's organizations. There's some lady that came into my kid's school that's like, that's her whole job. She comes in and talks to parents about what you need to be up on. She writes all these blogs articles so it's like there's help now to like what right. you need to be watching because now and now there's the all this catching and, up a little yeah. bit yeah and there's all the stuff with um you know like even verizon has protections on your phone or like you can have the thing on your modem so that you can see what they're surfing mm-hmm. and you can you right. can see their texts and and she said something i thought was really cool is she said that doing that sometimes helps your kids it gives them an out so she said yes. yeah she exactly. said her my son, dad's reading her this son will say right. don't don't send me that picture because right. my mom's reading. and she said it gives yeah. them a peer pressure right out. that's right. my mom right. and i had a secret code that i would use whenever oh. i would call so like if a friend was trying to pressure me to sleep over so because we were going to do something. I was supposed to call my mom. And when she h- said, hello, I would say, mom, is something wrong with your voice? Before I asked. <laughs> and brilliant. then she would know to say <gasps> no. Wow. However, my mother never remembered the code. Oh, God. <laughs> that is a so salary like, ski, oh, my mother's no. special. So I'd be oh, like, mom, is there something wrong with your voice? You can sleep no, over if you I want. I don't think so. I think <laughs> no. the connection is fine. No, mom, is there something wrong with your voice? No, I think, oh uh, well, let me check the oh, receiver. No. The next thing you know, mom. heroin. Right. <laughs> you were forced. And then that's <laughs> what happened. Like, I don't want <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so that's my funny, uh, there's there's my oh, mom God, popping in again. What a headache. But yeah, that's an old school story. But And then my five-year-old asks for a phone every day five well, five it's my kids are just so like when do you think i'll get that i'm like not for a really long time yeah. I'm like no Mm-mm. it's bad Sorry. it's, it's bad news man it's called it's been the cause of like major fights the yeah. social media yeah. and phones and ipads and ipods uh, there's one year forward. left of teenagehood she just turned 19 <sighs> yeah she still live with you guys oh yeah yeah okay. yeah when, when, when does that end when are you like out Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, she's she's done with high school. She's in cosmetology school. I think she's she's going to be done with that around December. And I think she's now trying to figure out, okay, what do I want to do with my life? She's going to start I, working right yeah, away. She's going to go to acting you know, school because of the college. dyslexia. She regular college isn't for her, but we've been saying a BFA because then she's a really great actress. That's she's a great artist. But see, I want her to have that. I, the college experience. Yeah. yeah. I loved I did Oberlin. Too. It was a small mm. town and we just mm-hmm. played yeah. games. Like it was just so great. Are there any mm. conservatories that are outside of New York or LA that are two years? That's what I want to know. Oh, I have to be. You know what you need? There's like all kinds of um, people who are those college specialists. Yeah, I'm just going to spend 30,000 effing dollars to find a damn. It's always some up. We were going to do one for high school. It's like, I'm a high school specialist. Like, I'm not paying you to do Google. Those jobs, (laughs) seriously, those jobs, man, they make bank. There's a lady in Park Slope, Brooklyn, who just like, she makes bank, like private conference calls, but she tours all the schools and she's up on everything. Mm. Just find out how to work the system. You can find a two year program. I don't know the I think so too. There's um, there's London. 
Oh, she does. But I want small. I don't want her to be in a city. Oh, I want that small yeah. Oberlin. I want to recreate. I'm literally want to recreate my experience. Experience. She wants to go. She wants to work in a salon, beginning like when she's done. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like Do it will be now. kind of revealed to her. Right. And as long as she is working, then. Look, we we enjoy we still enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. So That's it's like nice. you know, I don't think we have to. She has to get kicked out. We didn't yesterday. Well, those those days. <laughs> okay, those days. Happen, right? We mainly do. I would say overall, but isn't yes. that true of any relationship? I was just gonna say, can't that be said of like yeah, you guys too? Sometimes, like you know. Oh yeah, and I'm sure uh, we're annoying. Yeah. Oh, you mean to each, each other? other. Yeah. Oh no, he's annoying a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's like does any any long term relationship? But you're exactly. You're scared because yeah. I'm in the beginning stages. My kids are so I little. Know. You guys are really scary. No, I'm. It's this is an ongoing oh, no. job. It's really it's really teenagehood that you have to figure out. It's social media. I think that right. that's the social media. That I, really I don't envy you. I don't envy you because right. at least we didn't have it the entire so time. Different, right? You know, it's like uh. giving them that independence and giving them that you know secrecy that every teenager wants, but like not letting it go too far. And it's so hard right. to figure out. It's so hard to figure out. I'm really happy it's over. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a little trick for later on uh-huh. because we have. This is not a plug for Deco because I do not know anyone who works for the company. What's Deco. Deco is like basically for Wi-Fi in oh. the house, uh-huh. and it, and you you hook up your devices to it, and you know which device is being hooked up. Uh-huh. And that was one of our things we didn't know when Julie would like use one like an an old iPhone of Seth's or something and to we didn't know she was hooked up. Yeah. and so now I know if something is hooked up to the internet it'll say yeah. oh Julie's iPhone oh, or whatever yeah. or, or Seth's the, old iPhone which yeah. is broken <laughs> exactly yeah. now working magically so you know, there are know. ways to kind of we figure get out rid of all and that stuff's even more too. now <laughs> it's like you can see their searches you can see right. everything yeah. and so then I feel bad because a part of it's like I want to get that privacy but it's like I don't know how much I didn't have that much privacy yeah well this was absolutely fantastic I have like three more hours of information I know right Wait, what else do you no, have? We'll, I mean, no, we we'll come back. We'll come back. We need a part two, is what this yeah, means. We'll come back with Julie. That's, yes, yes. I told Julie she <gasps> yes. should come when yeah. she was doing my hair. I'm going to fully script what she's going to say, but still, it'll be fun to hear her <laughs> say my words. Well, and I think Julie Julie would be great Julie because, will love it. because she herself is a pioneer mm-hmm. because there weren't, you know, on that Rosie Cruz, that, that Rosie Cruz may have, that was like, I don't know, maybe 20% of, of kids who were being raised by gay parents at that time. I mean, if you think about it in the early mid 2000s, there weren't gay that dads many older, even fewer, right. yeah. older kids. Yeah. 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 yeah so she has it's so funny because it really was a non issue to me. And I think to her, hmm. right. <laughs> I think in other the cities bubble. it was a much bigger yeah. issue. Yeah. But bubble. I feel like, I don't know, I just never felt like it was a big deal, her having two dads. Hmm. Except for like, you know, Mother's Day, you go like, oh, I feel bad. Like, it's weird that. But I don't know. But she also had a mother that. Yeah, she, her mother's old. alive and stuff. It's right. just she wasn't around, let's yeah. say, right. in town. Right. Yeah. But anyway, you know, I'd love to talk about Julie's perspective because I, I really don't know if she ever felt any weirdness about having right. two dads. It's fun to it's get all gonna it's happen fun to get the kids a perspective. Piano. This is yeah, all going to be fun. We're going to hear it. God. Jamie, are you Ooh, okay? I'm, I am geeking out. Um, we just interviewed Seth Radetzky and his husband. And the best part, what James. people don't know, is we just walked them to the door and they spontaneously did we some danced dancing. A chorus line. Yeah. And which, while they were doing it, they were yeah. doing things like, bam, chuk, <laughs> You have to in order to get the turns. You go, boom, boom, ah, chukata. Yeah. You, you make noises to? when you, yes, you make noises when you dance because it helps you stay, it helps the breath. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's like this. <laughs> I had too much coffee today, but we did it like three times. He I, remembers it better than me too, which oh. is, oh, anyway, I'm geeking they out. Were, they were amazing. Mm-hmm. I like love them as a couple. Yeah. I love their story. That was mm-hmm. really wonderful. Yeah. And also just like fucking Seth Rodetsky on our show. Fucking, I mean, and James. I mean, what I'm, lovely, uh, amazing people. I love them. Uh, well, um, if yeah. you want more of Seth, mm-hmm. you can get him. He's a, he's a host of two shows on, on, Sirius, on Sirius XM yeah. on Broadway. It's called On Broadway. And also Seth Speaks. Yeah. So check him out, Sirius and, XM. But he also just, if you're, he travels, he does like live shows. They just, they have so much going on. So you're know, just, just check him out. Yeah. They're Ugh. awesome. And it was so fun to dance with him. That was just chock full of informa- information. And we are going to hold <laughs> him to, we're going to get them on the fucking live show with their daughter, Julie. Yeah, like we that's, are. That's happening. Let's do that. And so and I Julie's mean, lovely. It's going to be great. Okay. <clears throat> All right, folks, as we always say, let's keep this conversation going. 
You Check can, us on the social. On the social media. You can support us on Patreon mm-hmm. at patreon.com slash ovaries talk and you get all kinds of extra cool footage and content and parenting advice and us being jackasses. Which so that's we do happening. a lot. We're jackasses. Um, you can get us um, at ovaries talk on Twitter. Ovaries underscore talk on Instagram. And if these ovaries could talk on Facebook. Also, we have a private Facebook Book group, uh, if community, these, if you will, community, if you will. If these ovaries could talk, we've gotten some new joiners. Yes, even this and people week. are chatting and asking I, yeah. cool questions. People have a lot to say. It's yeah. really nice. So join, join, become a part of the community. Oh, and as we as we leave you, we have a special. We have, we have a special a exit. Special tonight. exit. Shall we? Shall we do it? Yeah. Here okay. we go. Eggs. Ovaries out. Eggs, ovaries out. Eggs, ovaries out. God, I'm not. I don't do that. I'm so not a spontaneous. Eggs, ovaries out. I love it, James. Eggs, ovaries out. Yeah.